It's time to take the good with the bad. Love it or hate it on Asteroid G. You're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, is... Jesse Eisenberg's ruined career. John <laughs> Schaefer. And... He's not wrong. Yeah, he's he's not wrong, okay? That is that is entirely true. It, Jesse Eisenberg's career took a huge hit after this movie. Because we are talking about Batman v Superman. A new special we're going to start doing regularly called Love It or Hate It. In this podcast, we are going to be taking on a movie people either really enjoy that one of us wants to argue against, or a movie that people generally hate, and one of us will be arguing for it. And unfortunately, this time around, I drew the short straw, and I get to try and argue how Batman v Superman is a good movie. You had your work cut out for you. I know, if you couldn't tell, I don't agree with this in any way, shape, or form, but I'm going to try and make the argument for this regardless. Well, you so, know what? I'm going to play devil's advocate on both sides. So I'll give you what I do like about it and what I really don't okay, like well, about before it. We, before we get into it, what is everyone's thought on this movie without trying to varnish it in any way, shape, or form? It was an affront um, to mankind. <laughs> okay. Queen Bee? <laughs> it was a okay first impression of a long questioned how would it happen via comic book storyline so you're you're trying to be really nice about it what was your gut takeaway from it though i actually didn't have a problem with it i'll be oh. honest with you because i don't watch movies the way that you and josh watch movies so why the so, hell am i arguing for why it's a good movie I this doesn't know. seem fair <laughs> you, volun- you got volunteered man I'll do it. I'll, I'll say no, it's why fine. I it's it. fine. I, I, this is going to be an interesting thought because I am. I'm not quite as strong against the movie as Josh is. There are moments of it that I kind of enjoy, but I will agree that it is a pretty assy movie. That as the second film in a burgeoning cinematic universe, uh, which is what the DCEU was supposed to be, this movie is terrible on all fronts and really set that whole cinematic universe like off on the wrong foot start to finish. Do you know what my favorite part of the movie was? Mm -hmm. No, well, that that was okay, I guess, but (laughs) it was a complete waste of uh, three hours and three minutes of my life. Well, I mean, you've wasted, like, way more time on your ex-girlfriend, so... (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong, I mean... (laughs) it It was longer than three hours. I mean, in comparison, I don't think I don't think it's an affront to all movies. What I what I really liked about it, okay, and I can see as I look at the critics, wow, a lot of one and a half stars. Oh yeah, even some that say I don't even want to give a star. Yeah, but um, here here's something that somebody said on the Rotten Tomatoes list. Okay, men are still good. We fight, we kill, we betray one another, but we can rebuild that's basically what they got from this film so when you look at it that way okay um i think that what people liked about it is that it was different not that it was good by any means but it was different um another five star another five star fresh a movie you have to see very good shots in the genre of the superheroes five star okay i will agree I feel like this is a movie you have to see, so you know how not to ever do a movie like this again. Mm-hmm. 
like, and it, like wasn't... it is a warning shot across the bow of all of Hollywood. Please never make this movie again. Like, and it wasn't even, it was all direction and script because like, I think uh, Ben Affleck did a pretty decent job as Bruce yeah. Wayne and Batman. His suit was awful. Like whoever designed that costume should be shot. So let's, um, let's let, let, before we get too deep into this, let's cover what basically this movie is. It is the sequel, essentially, to Man of Steel that came out just a couple or four, three years earlier. Uh, and Man of Steel did a very weird, dark reimagining of Superman as directed by Zack. I don't know how to direct action in any way, shape, or form except in slow-mo. Snyder. Um, and it's, he, I don't hate Man of Steel for what it is. It's. Not the Superman movie I'm looking for necessarily, but from like a certain angle, I can kind of see it as a compelling movie. Um, and the whole goal was basically to try and do a dark, re dark grounded reimagining of Superman in the way that Christopher Nolan did for Batman Begins and then its two sequels that at times were really good and then fell off into stupidity. Um, and yeah, I mean, well, the, from that angle, issue... hold, hold on, from that angle, Man of Steel matches it perfectly because it starts off kind of compelling and then falls off into stupidity you were going to say uh, well i think the issue was that superman is not a dark character and he's and him, yeah he's supposed to be the the hope of the world and its last savior yada 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 and yeah. so like right out, right out of the gate it was it was poorly conceived yeah it's it's the thing of when you think of superman you think of three adjectives truth justice or maybe nouns truth justice and the american way Although, I would swap out American Way at this point because he's kind of more of a global hero now. Yeah. And maybe say that it's like hope at this point or the promise yeah. of a better tomorrow. So, truth, justice, and hope are really what Superman is all about. And you didn't really get much of that from Zack Snyder's movie. You got the idea that Zack Snyder was building towards it and might eventually get there in a different movie. But, like, he was much more interested in treating Superman as, like, this Christ figure god than he was about actually showing Superman is set, is set up as an ideal. Like, the whole of what you expect from Superman was much better conveyed by Wonder Woman in Wonder Woman. She is basically hope for, like, the 19-teens, uh, 1920s, like, World War One era that she was set in. Um, and she has, even despite the darker colors of all of it, she is a very hopeful character in that movie, and Superman was just lacking that. Yeah. Well, I've said this many times. I did not like um, the actor who plays him again. Henry Cavill? Um, Henry Cavill, yeah. Henry Cavill. I don't like Henry Cavill in pretty much anything except Witcher. Now. Oh, oh come on. Man mistake. from Uncle? Yeah, he was I, awesome I, in that. I, I, he was okay in that. Okay. And, and then, uh, Mission Impossible? Yeah, where he reloads his arms while he's fighting? Come on! Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I don't like him as Superman, and I really haven't liked him in anything since Witcher now. I, don't... I love I love Witcher. Yes. So, now that I love him in a part, it's entirely possible that if I go back and watch those things that I really didn't like him in, I may start to like him. And I think the reason I didn't like his acting was because the first thing I saw him in was... Man of Steel. Batman versus, no, oh. well, yeah, Man of Steel. Yes. Okay. Man of well, Steel. and here's here's the thing. I don't blame Henry Cavill for his performance in either of those two movies. Oh, um, and not at all. Sooner or later, we're going to actually get around to the love it or hate it part of this, but I think we're just having fun shitting on this movie right now. Um, the, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, is that I blame Zack Snyder start to finish because he's a shitty director, and what he wanted yeah. was a very reserved 
Superman, which is not what he's supposed to be. There were moments where he got to act very charismatic and big smile and kind of be the Superman you want him to. Uh, and you could tell that was the actor fighting against the material and not, like, the actor himself. Like, it's... it's Henry well, Cavill knew what he it, wanted to do and he was hobbled by who he was paired with, basically. Yeah, I'm saddened because my favorite Superman since Christopher Reeve was Brandon Ruth. Oh, and yeah. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite Superman so far, mm-hmm. and he kept just getting shitty scripts for his Superman, but he's still my favorite. He is. I mean, so, he, like the Arrowverse crossover that featured him in that role again might not have been the best, but damn, he sold the hell out of that material. He really did. It, he's it, such a good actor. So is. I love him as Superman. He would be my preferred Superman. Uh-huh. So if they were to remake a that B versus S Dawn of Justice or whatever, if they were going to remake it, Consider Brandon Ruth, please, because he's really good. His casting was so perfect. Like, you watch him as the Atom on the Arrowverse, or basically in anything else he's been in. And he is just so bright and pure. You get the feeling that the actor himself is Superman. And kind of the same way that um, Chris Evans is Captain America. Like, you couldn't think of a better person to play Superman than Brandon Ruth. He is just so purely Superman. You're right, and that yes. and that's what I liked about him. But yeah. I can tell you that a lot of the positive critique on this movie, which is we're trying to find the love at angle for mm-hmm. a movie that pretty much everybody hated. Reviles, um, yes. Yes. Um, I, I see it's great fantasy entertainment. Okay, we can see that you were drinking. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, Batman versus Superman is a great film and a spectacle that marks a new era of su- for superheroes. Arguably. I think he was on um, one I like, keep your expectations well in check, <laughs> and you might actually find yourself enjoying the movie. So, uh, with that, keep your expectations in check. So, for those people who don't actually read comic books and don't know the background between Batman and Superman and don't really know who they are, people who are new um, might actually enjoy this movie. Okay. Because it does have a lot of good action scenes. That so- is the positive. So the action do, in the movie is pretty good. Let's do the love it part of this, which is... Okay. So, I'm arguing for this. And the movie itself is about Superman, Clark Kent, dealing with, A, a renegade vigilante who's make, who's terrorizing Gotham, the right thing for the wrong reasons, essentially. And that would right. be Batman, who years before apparently lost Robin to the Joker. That's implied, but the, the props and so forth are there. And he has been operating from the looks of it for a good 15, 20 years because he's battle damaged. He's great at the temples. He's He's been doing this job for so long that, you know, just the name of him alone, it strikes terror into the hearts of criminals everywhere. So it's a young Superman who's only been working for like a year or so versus a very aged and haggard Batman. And Superman, like, despite the fact that we haven't seen him doing anything truth, justice, or hope related in the movies, feels that Batman is taking the wrong perspective on things and he needs to stop being the dark vigilante that he is and be more like Superman. That's the argument Superman makes. While didn't this is... Huh? Didn't Superman kill somebody in his movie? Shh. Oh, my bad. While that's going on, we also have <laughs> Lex Luthor being Lex Luthor. 
I will save that res- critique for him, uh, for Josh to make, because Josh is going to be on the hated side. Um, <laughs> but we have Lex Luthor, who gets the body of this, the evil alien that Superman has killed in the previous movie, um, and decides to use it uh, while, you know, pitting Superman and Batman against each other, so hopefully they kill each other, although it's never explained why he really has a hate boner on for Batman. Um, but he decides to then cre- use the evil Kryptonian's corpse to make a super killing machine that isn't killed Doomsday, but if you read comics, is basically Doomsday. And then we get the whole big climactic fight between Superman and Wonder Woman, who shows up for almost no reason, uh, and Batman against Doomsday, and scene and movie, yay, but kind of sad because Superman's dead, but he'll be back. So that's, that's that's the overview of the movie. So for me, arguing on the side of, yay, this movie is good. First of all, it continues Superman's arc from the previous movie, which, if you did like it, uh, was probably a bonus to you. Mm-hmm. Um, it And in the process of that, it also gives us more of Lois Lane from What's-Her-Face, who I actually think, despite not being a brunette, did a really good job as Lois Lane. Amy um, Adams. Amy Adams, thank you. She's no. a fantastic actress, uh, as proven by The Arrival, which she is phenomenal in. And her performance as Lois Lane, if nothing else, was really good. Uh, yeah, you know what? I agree with you. The only problem I have with Lois Lane is that she's not a brunette. brunette. Yeah, which, yep. I mean, she's a she's a strong enough actress with enough awards under her belt. She could look at the producers and go, I'm not dyeing my hair and you can't fucking make me. And good for her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Um, I mean, it, much better than the terrible dye job they gave to the actress in uh, Batman, uh, Superman Returns, which was just wretched and they should have just left her alone, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, then we have a Batman who is, to its credit, not at all like the Batman we had just gotten in three Christopher Nolan movies. I think the effort was made to make him different, to model him more after the Batman of The Dark Knight Returns, who's dark and gritty and has no problem killing people, which is a very Frank Miller thing that I don't necessarily agree with. But I can see what they were going for with this movie. Uh, and that includes the Batman armor that he wears late that's obviously cribbed directly from that Frank Miller comic. Uh, they tried to also do a Lex Luthor who we hadn't seen before, which, to its credit, is still better than the Lex Luthor we got in Superman Returns, who's just oh. got this crazy land scheme played by that creepy pedophile guy, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. I mean, I mean yeah. at this Brian point, Singer? I do... Huh? Brian Singer? Yeah, Brian Singer directed with Kevin Spacey, so you got two evil, creepy dudes involved in that Mm -hmm. movie. Um, And, I mean, his scheme at least makes more sense from a certain perspective than let's make a kryptonite-laden land that no one can live on and somehow I'm going to get to own it. I want to kill Superman. I'm a rich and powerful dude. Let's kill Superman. Kind of makes sense to me. Um, And, like... I do really love Wonder Woman in this movie, despite her not having a whole lot to do, because Gal Gadot is great. So She's awesome. Yeah. She's, she was the best part of the movie. Yeah. You take all of those elements together, and from the right perspective, I could view it as a good movie. I don't view it as a good movie, but I could <laughs> view it, I could see why someone would see all of these elements there, not be a comic book fan, not be like a filmic, like critique person, a critic, there's words for me, not be a critic like I am and be deeply involved in film theory. Uh, you could view all these things and be like, this was kind of a fun movie, blah, blah, blah. I think you're wrong, but there you go. That's the love it side of it. That's how I think people could view this movie. Now, on the hated side of it, this movie is garbage and oh my God. Josh, 
Yes. <laughs> Go on. Is this parts that I like? Okay. Right? So, yeah. I liked Gal Gadot, obviously. Yes. Who's She's... fantastic, and I'm so glad she got she was... her own movie. Yeah, me too, because that was amazing. That was about the only good thing to come out of this new DCU. Um, I think the acting, for the most part, was pretty good. And, like, as much as I hated how they did uh, Lex Luthor dirty, I think if Jesse Eisenberg was, like, the Riddler, I think oh, it would have been... Yeah. It would have been a much more palatable villain. Fuck yeah, his weird, nebbish, twitchy performance would have been fantastic yeah. as like a ten, ten years in the making kind of Riddler. Like he's been in Arkham a few times and battled the Bat as the Bat slowly went crazy. That would have been a fantastic Riddler. Yeah, yeah, and I, I thought that the the armor that they gave Batman was kind of meh. Like it, it just like I know where they were going with it because it looks. Kind of like you said, the one from Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns, kind of. You know, but... I, gotta, I gotta admit, honestly, if you had someone go in there and digitally edit the movie, and like every time he says his name or someone says the name to him, if you just changed Luther to Nigma, and then you yeah. like swapped out the Luther logo for like an Edward Nigma logo on everything, that would honestly make for a very, a much more compelling movie all around. Like, I would suddenly go from hating the villain to actually kind of liking the villain. Oh, exactly, and in my yeah. head canon, that's what happened. Yeah, no, but... that would be that would be phenomenal. Like if you could just do that one swap and be like, okay, he's just the Riddler now, and then watch the movie as it is. His whole like weird plot to put pit the two heroes to back and forth against each other, all the weird shit he does behind the scenes, the creepy like things he says to everyone, the uh, his plan to resurrect something and pit it against the two heroes. Like none of that seems out of phase for Riddler. Nope. And, and that's like what I thought the entire time. And because like there's some things that you just can't, that are so ingrained in society. Because like Superman is a character that if you go to the, it, like almost any country and find a random person, I bet you they'd be able to point out Superman. You know, like, mm -hmm. like I'm talking like third world country yeah. type yeah. stuff. Like he's, yeah. he's an, a, a global icon. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, he bring, he's supposed to bring hope and happiness and things like that so like he's like the light in the dark tunnel mm -hmm. and and like that's why him and uh batman kind of have a like a yin and yang effect like mm -hmm. batman was always on the dark side and you know he was a i guess more lawful good where superman is more chaotic good i guess mm -hmm. um but when you make them both dark it doesn't really bring an interesting story you know and yeah um and I didn't really get the the fight between them. Like, it was I very ham-fisted. All of that yeah. was ham-fisted. Yeah, like, okay, well, I'll explain it to you, Josh. Um, Superman, okay, or Batman, is convinced that Superman, being an alien from another planet, is bad for the Earth. That's because yeah. other aliens coming from. Yeah. Which is Lex Luthor's entire thing and like yeah no I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm against lex luther being in this film at all he didn't have yeah. to be there there was no yeah. point to having lex luther I mean, or actually another another villain well, in there we didn't need, need a villain you well you need because someone batman that versus fight. no 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 it's batman versus superman they have enough to fight over without having um a, an actual villain and i think that's where zach schneider and the writers for this film made the mistake there is enough animosity between both 
Fair. Um, Superman, who's supposed to be the light, and Batman, who's supposed to be the dark. You have you have that um, tension between them already. Gal Gadot is the balancing act between mm-hmm. the two because she comes in and basically says, you know, you guys need to get along. We're all on the same side. Well, and I it's, think- the, it's the bias that Batman has against aliens that is causing the problem. There was no need to have a villain because in that space, Batman was the villain. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I could see it. Like, I can see why they wanted Doomsday, and they found a very ham-fisted way to put Doomsday into the movie. Um, but they wanted someone that the two of them could then, like, shake hands and then fight, you know? Like, shake hands together, fight the villain, have someone to fight. Lex Luthor is kind of tangential to all that, and he's just kind of, like, the grease that causes all of this to happen. But, like, like having Doomsday in there is one thing. Now, if you just had it where Batman and Superman had, like, three or four big fights that led up to the final fight, and, like... As after they've had their huge fight and Superman is on the ground and Wonder Woman comes up and is like, no, no, you guys, we need to work together and stop fighting each other because who knows when the next threat comes out and then Batman looks around and sees the devastation essentially he's caused. Um, that might be a compelling ending. It might be a little too highbrow for Zack Snyder, though. Yeah. Exactly, and that's where the problem is. Yes. It's not, I don't necessarily think that it's the actors in this film who made no. the bad film. I no. think it's completely Zack Schneider who yes. should never be allowed to make movies ever. No. We have said this many times. He's yes. just terrible. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I can, I can tell you straight up what happened when he was directing. He looked at the script, did a bump of Coke and said, let's make a movie. <laughs> but, and then he just started filming stuff. Yeah. You're probably That's, not wrong. Well, there, um, there's, there's a lot of, like, talking about things that don't need to be in there. There's a lot of superfluous bullshit that just doesn't need to be in the movie. Like, the introductions of Cyborg and The Flash and Aquaman. Like, they're just kind of, like, tacked on in, like, uh, webisodes that w- one of them decides to go watch for us in the middle of the movie for no reason. Like, like I think I, some of those sequences are kind of neat, but none of them were necessary. Uh, and at the same I... time, I really like, like, I really like Wonder Woman. But, and I think that her performance in the movie is fucking compelling as all shit. But at the same time, she's not really necessary to the movie. Mm-mm. There's a lot of no, world building they true. do for future films. So they can have a Justice League, so they can have an Aquaman, so they can have a Wonder Woman. And Right. They could They could have also used the government, because they had uh, Holly Hunter there as the senator. Yeah. They could use the government as the, as the villain, too. They didn't, what I'm saying is that Jesse Eisenberg's character was not needed, but... No. Had they decided to make him Nigma instead of Lex yes. Luthor, I agree with both of you that it would have been a far superior film. It would have at least been a more interesting character for the whole thing. Plus, having Riddler behind the strings pulling not only Batman, but Superman, something you don't normally see him do, that would have been really interesting. And mm-hmm. like would have elevated the character that's usually viewed somewhere between B and C list for Batman's rogues up to, like, an A-list kind of, like, contender, which the comics have tried to argue lately he actually could be. He's like the Joker, but with brains. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, like, the, the thing is that Marvel gave Warner Brothers a perfect roadmap on how to build a universe. Yep. And, and DC, or Warner up. Brothers, was just like, like no, nah, we're going to go our own way. People really like, like dark shit, especially since everything in the world right now is pretty shitty. So let's just, uh, you know... Have Zack Snyder direct a bunch of shit, even though none of his movies are really well well acclaimed. And and the original plan was, after like Man of Steel came out, they were going to do a Man of Steel 2. 
That was the original plan for, like, all of a couple months. But then Man of Steel came out, and while it was hugely successful financially, uh, it wasn't well-loved. So Mm -hmm. I think DC and Warner Brothers kind of freaked out and said, oh, God, there's not enough Batman in this movie, and everyone really just wants to see Batman. Let's put Batman in the Superman movie and just make it a Batman movie. (laughs) And, like, it just... It didn't work. Like, you didn't need a Batman in this movie. And if you were going to do a Batman in this movie, you needed to introduce Batman separately on his own. Maybe do the story where Batman's Robin gets killed by Joker. Like, that could have been a a dark and interesting twist that would have helped to build up to this Mm -hmm. movie where Batman is evil and fighting against Superman. Like, there are things you could have done that would have made this a much more interesting movie, and the movie didn't do any of that. No, and what kills me too is Warner Brothers in DC has an amazing animated universe. Oh, like, God, yeah. Like, even the bad stuff is still pretty good. Like, so more, and, so much more compelling than this. Yeah, and yeah. obviously you can do more with like a six-season cartoon, but there's no reason to me that the cyborg in the new Teen Titans is more compelling and thought-provoking <laughs> than the one in Justice League. You're 100% correct. Like, How about the, I mean, the only character out of this besides Wonder Woman that I really liked long term is I really love the Flash that shows up in Justice League, who's hinted at here. I think uh, Ezra Miller. Yes, yeah. Ezra Miller. Yes. Yeah. Although he's he's had some personal drama that may or may not come back to bite him and get him kicked out of the role coming up. Um, well, what happened? I don't know. Did you not hear about that? He got no. into a bar fight apparently sometime recently. I can't remember what country it was in, but a foreign country. Ireland or something, and, like, choke the woman out. Oh, yeah, that's, uh... Yeah, that's not good. I haven't, I, the the full story has not come out again about what happened, like, I think his people made a statement, and the people who are on the other side of the fight have, like, you know, their own story they're coming out with, but there's a possibility he's not gonna be the Flash anymore, which, on the one hand, if he really did choke a woman out, that's not so good, but at the same time, he was really good as the Flash. So. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, like it's the things we're not talking about that, like, Ben Affleck was good. Ben Affleck has already left the role after Justice League. Uh, Henry Cavill was fine. Henry Cavill has already left the role after Justice League. Like, you're sitting there going, the, the characters that we care about are basically Wonder Woman and The Flash at this point. And from the looks of it, the DC universe going forward is going to be all Wonder Woman all the time. And as a pilot mm-hmm. episode for Wonder Woman, Batman v Superman sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I won't argue with you. And just to clarify, it wasn't Ireland; it was Iceland. Okay, it was an I with an la- you, land. You were like you were one letter off. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> They're the same okay. country, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh, let's see. Tur- took place around 6 p.m. on April 1st. Oh, the fight. Yeah, it was yeah. a trendy fight incidents involving an actor. Um, yeah, but we don't know what... Okay, I'm not saying that you should choke women out as a, as a practice. I, I definitely think that that's all bad. I but... mean, and, and, unless they ask for it. Yeah. We don't know what... And, and I, don't, I don't mean like... I don't mean she was... You should have seen what she was wearing. She was clearly asking for it. I mean, like, you're in the bedroom and she goes, Please, please, I like to be choked you know, maybe think about it and really talk with her about what she's asking for. But if that's what she wants, like, come to it as a reasonable solution and maybe don't choke her out all the way. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. 
So, so basically what had happened in this situation, there was an altercation, a lot of fans, eager fans who were basically crowding him. Yeah. And they were quite pushy and then things escalated. So it's entirely possible that he, that this person who got choked out did something inappropriate before he even touched her. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, oh yeah. There's wait, a lot to talking said. Wasn't there a video of that? There I don't is. Know. There's I a video of it, it. Okay. on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw. Oh, the video. I didn't put two and two together, though. Well, and so... I, I'm, I'm not going to like pass judgment either way at this point because that's something for the studio to handle, and we'll just accept whatever their decision is at this point. Because, like, even with the video, videos can be edited. You'd have to have like the whole like 15 minutes leading up to it to be able to get the whole story and everything else. And who's going to bother recording all of that? You know. So there's there's a lot that could go into this. I'll just say that the incident itself looks terrible. And if the Warner Brothers decides they don't want to use them anymore in the future, I can't really blame them for that. Yeah. That's so. unfortunate. I really like him as an actor. I think he's mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. So. But, you know, things happen. Mm -hmm. I, I, I am glad that people don't judge me for things that have happened in my life. <laughs> well, but you don't, you're not playing The Flash, so. That's true. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, things I really like, some things we haven't mentioned. Jeremy Irons is in this movie as Alfred. This is a pretty good Alfred. Yeah. I honestly um, forgot he was in it. I like uh, Michael Caine's Alfred better, but I do think yeah. Jeremy Irons did yeah. a pretty decent Alfred. Um, and I we did talk about Lois Lane and Amy Adams. She was a great Lois Lane in this. Um, Diane Lane, who never gets love. I think she played a great Martha Kent. She, and... She's a very warm-hearted Martha. Yes, but my favorite person in the entire movie is Gal Gadot, and it's not even about me. So... <laughs> Yeah I, yeah, I would go there. I'd say Gal Gadot is probably the best part of this movie. So, again, leave your expe expectations low and enjoy Gal Gadot. Which is what I did for Justice League. I left my expectations low for the next movie in the series, Justice League. And, I mean, I liked it for what it was, which is a very weirdly grafted together Zack Snyder plus Joss Whedon kind of movie. And I have my own issues with Joss Whedon as well for reasons. But, like... Like, for what it was, Justice League is an actually oddly compelling little movie. It's not a great movie, but it is, with a low, ex low set of expectations, a good movie. And in that regard, I think Batman v Superman did a commendable job. It lowered expectations so much that, from a certain angle, the or I guess the next movie in the series was uh, Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad could be fun in certain respects. And then, certainly, expectations were lowered after both of those so that Justice League could be th thought of as a tolerably fun movie. I, but on its own, despite the fact that I'm arguing for the love it portion of it, I I find myself struggling for the love it. I think this movie's ass. Mm. Uh, I, I, I think for an attempt at a Superman versus Batman movie, it was an attempt. It was an attempt. It was certainly an attempt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you want a good Batman v Superman story and you don't want to have to read it, I would go honestly watch the, um, the, I think it was from the second or third season of the cartoon show from like the mid 90s. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah that, your version is brilliant. Two of them battle each other while Joker and, and Lex Luthor are pulling the strings. Like mm -hmm. that one yeah. is fucking great. I love that one. This one, not so much. So. Anyway, you I got think, anything I else I think we, we've covered the love it to hate it portion. <laughs> <laughs> so, this film. 
Alright. Well, in that case, then, I think we can probably let this one go. This has been Love It or Hate It from Not So Life from Asteroid G. I am Mike Finkelstein, certainly not a superhero, and don't ask me otherwise. <laughs> Josh Schaefer. And Queen B. And we will see you next time.